performers happiness in the arts podcast that's meant to gas up musical theater performers as they pursue a long career on the stage we bring flatulent happiness to ourselves and to each other through integrity authenticity love and of course humor all guests on this podcast are out to help musical theater performers and while we do it ah we may laugh at the simple things like the word penis penis I actually met Sean recently. We put up a show and he was our pianist and I hired him to record some music for me for the upcoming audition season. Real fast and efficient. I highly recommend it. But from that, I gained trust and we got to talking. You're welcome. We did. And I was like, dude, uh, do you think you could give some tips and stuff? And then he talked about offering this. I'm like, okay, this is going to be on fire. So Sean. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, I'll do my best. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's always so humble. I'm like, fine, I'll talk about <laughs> how how awesome you are. So oh, please. Uh, please, please tell a little bit about um, where because you've been working on a cruise ship for a period of time, Ryan was telling me what's going on. Tell me your latest. Yeah. Your but, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I was I was with Royal Caribbean abroad for about two and a half years. And I during that time, I did We'll Rock You and Mamma Mia and uh, Hairspray. But I came off that ship in December, and now I've been here working with casting directors and agents and uh, playing coachings and playing auditions around town and, you know, hashtag gig life kind of for a bit. Yeah. You know, so that, yeah. that is what I've been up to. Yeah. I love that. What's up? What's up, Angel? Angel really loves it when people sing to her, Angel of mine. Oh. <laughs> so, Sean, uh, let's just dive into content because, right, we all cool. fucking want content, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when I was talking to Sean earlier today, uh, planning out this, I, was, I said to him, I said, there are these pianists, I love you guys, but there is bitching openly on, on the interwebs, unfortunately. Yeah, and I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, but, uh, yeah. but, I, I know. But, it, but we're going to use this, because this is mm-hmm. the whole point in this group, as a positive opportunity. So, cool. so the ins- inspiration off of that with people saying, oh, guys, never do this, public service announcement. So we're going to create a compiled of things of what, what you should do, which is inspired off what not to do. So what- Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So turn, turn the negative into a positive, glass half full. Exactly. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's not, it's not a don't list, it'll be a do list. Yes, um, yes. And uh, I, I actually uh, think that I'm, I'm I, everyone has an opinion. And the thing is, you go to a piano player, it's like, do you like sheet protectors? And everyone's going to have a different opinion. Uh, a lot of stuff can be overthought. Uh, the rule is, it, it, it doesn't really much matter as long as we can read the music. Um, and I, I think, first of all, um, the relationship, uh, uh, being an accompanist is a little bit weird because you're not auditioning and you're not part of the creative team behind the table. So you're kind of like a third party, but we are there to create music for anyone coming into the room. And I, it, um, I know some people go on, uh, some piano players may go on and bitch about what happened or who did that or what happened. Um, I don't, I don't feel like that is ever, you know, an appropriate response, but some people do it. Um, uh, but I, I don't think that the relationship should necessarily be a tense one or a scary one. Um, so I, I have compiled a list of like basic things that I think would help you and more importantly, help us help you because at the end of the day, no piano player is going to be, is going to want to be the one who bombs an audition. And no matter what you uh, bring into the room, 
um, everyone I know who plays the piano, myself included, would do our utmost best to fulfill what you want. Um, just sometimes the tools we are given can make that harder to do. So in order to make the audition the best for you, um, some simple things we can do is um, uh, the do list, uh, for lack of a better phrase, would be keep uh, music in a binder as opposed to uh, bringing an iPad in or uh, keeping loose leaf paper. And the reason is a lot of these pianos, if you look at them in Ripley, at Pearl, all these audition spaces, they, uh, their ledge that you put music on uh, can be across the board. Sometimes it can be like a quarter of an inch thick. And an iPad is too heavy, it'll fall off. Also, um, it might be too small, depending on what type of iPad you have. Uh, paper that comes in can easily be blown off, the pa off, of, uh, off of the piano. Um, so uh, music in a one inch preferable binder is best because if you had a three inch binder, might be too big for the ledge as well. Um, so if you have your music in a one inch binder, that would be off to a good start. Ooh, that's uh, helpful, the, the size. Size matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, size does matter. Yeah, yeah one inch um, binder. What's up, James? Because... Just wanna say hi to you, James. <laughs> Yeah. So, and and I think that um, a lot of a lot of actors come over to the piano and they'll be like, "Hey, and uh, do you know the song?" And which which is a fine question to ask. Um, I don't think it's necessarily needed, but um, do you know the song is maybe uh, sparked out of nerves and such. But then they'll say, "You know, I'm sorry that this music is kind of hard to read, or I'm sorry that it cuts off here, um, or they'll they'll start with an apology over things that are really kind of easy to fix." And the main thing that, that people um, do uh, with their music is um, a lot of it will be cut off at the bottom. Uh, as a piano player, we don't care about the vocal line so much as we do about uh, the bass clef in the piano part. So um, if, if you look at the music sheet that you're copying and any part of it is cut off, any musical notes are cut off, and it, is, uh, it needs to be recopied. Um, so some people will be like, oh, I'm sorry, I cut off the bass clef just do your thing, you know, and you can, but it doesn't make it easy. And that, that might be a, a, a trouble spot when you get to that in your audition. Especially after a uh, long day too. Um, that could yeah. be, that could be, I mean, you're sitting in that room for a very long time. There's a whole, I feel like I should give you guys exercises during that. But um, so right. but that, but that makes sense. Cause you do have a long day. Of course you have that interest, but uh, that's, that's really, really true. And I actually, um, I, I'm thinking of times where we find these downloads online and they're free, mm -hmm. but then they'll have stuff that's cut off. But that's where even right. though that was a free version, still it, it is worth paying the money for the non cut off bottom because that is an Correct. issue. Yeah. 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 So if I want to make it a step-by-step -step process, you, you have a musical theater audition coming up and you need to prepare music for it. Um, you find a copy uh, maybe you have the music at home. Maybe you find it on a free website like that. Uh, you print it out. Um, it's always, always best to hear what it sounds like with a piano alone. The cast recording isn't isn't going to cut it because uh, you lose a lot of that color. And uh, when you get to your bare bones piano part, it might throw off the audition. So I think that whenever you get a new piece of music, find a piano player friend. Or there, even if you uh, Google it, piano track, you might be able to hear a demo or a YouTube recording of that cut. Um, uh, I would make sure that it is of that cut, not like a different arrangement of that right, cut. Right, right, right. But there's a lot of tools out there online for free if, it, if you do just a little bit of digging. Um, so you, you have your music. And um, uh, I think the next thing to do 
is to, um, when you compile it, is to think about page turns. Um, you want to double-side it uh, because you want to minimize the amount of work it's going to take for me to turn the page. So if you have a copy, it's only two pages long. Your cut is two pages long. You don't want to double-side it because then I have to flip the page. You know what I mean? So laying it one page on the left side, one page on the right side is something to think about as well. Um, organizing it with minimal page turns, making sure that your beginning is marked, your ending is marked, um, any key changes in the middle of it, and any uh, time changes in the middle of it also. That is pretty much it. How, yeah. I have a question about that, because when I've worked uh -huh. with pianists, they've always drawn it, you know, the key changes and all that kind of stuff, because I, I know beginning and I sing here. That's that's my, mm -hmm. you know, I'm good at that. Um, but right. When you're talking about key changes and stuff like that, I, I, I feel like if you, I don't know that. I don't know that. Okay. Suggestions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. So um, a key change will be um, anytime the music modulates up a half step uh, in the in music notation. Uh, the beginning, you'll see the time sensor, 4-4, uh, four, four, something like that. And then right next to it, you'll see the key signature shows you the key of C, key of G, key of F. Etc. Etc. Um, that little that symbol, if that changes any time in the music, um, that's the key then, change. Then that's the key change. And what that tells us to do is what is sharp, what is flat, what notes to play. Pretty much. If we miss that, then we're going to be throwing it all out of whack. Now, usually people can catch that. People can read it. The problem happens when that key signature. Like we turn the page and it's up in the top left corner or it's cut off or something happens, we can't see it. Mm -hmm. And then we don't know what happened. Uh, most of the time formatting, it doesn't end up that way. But it's always best to err on the side of caution and just point out key change here uh, just so that we know. Because if we don't make it for whatever reason, especially if it's not an obvious key change, most songs will, it'll be obvious. We'll know the key change is happening. We see it, we read it. But we turn the page, and if it's a non-obvious key change, and we might miss it, that would be bad. Yeah. Uh, for you, yeah. So the four the four things that need to be marked, I believe, would be your start point, and not the vocal start point, the start point uh, of the um, of the piano part. Yeah. And then the end point, the end point of the piano part. Uh, the vocals are important, but we need to know where the piano begins and where you want the piano to end. Right. Um, and. Uh, and then, uh, then to figure that out, you use your judgment. Um, you want to begin where it sounds like the beginning of a musical phrase, and you want to end where it sounds like the ending of a musical phrase, as opposed to the middle of a thought, and, and all the, the normal acting, um, acting cliches that, that everyone knows. Uh, but in terms of what you write on the paper, start, and then an end, and then uh, any key changes, and any tempo changes, if it says retardando, if it changes from 4-4 to 3-4, if there are any tempo markings, faster, all that stuff, again, we can probably read it, but it's better to have more information than not enough. Like to circle it or something simple like that, so people just know. Yeah, or, or highlight, highlight it. Highlighting it will work as well. Yeah. Um, circle it. Um, and then, so that that is pretty much it. Um, if we can read that, then 90% of the job is done. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and how you do it, you know, that, that can be argued um, among 
piano players in the company, everyone's going to have an opinion on how the best way to mark this is. Yeah. Uh, but as, as long as we can read it and to test it, take the paper out and, and open up your binder to the cut and just put it on a table. And if you can read it, if it looks like you're reading a book in sunlight, then that is all we need. You know, if it's a bad copy, if it's like faded ink, or if the half part of the bottom line, of, if the bottom line is cut off, then it needs to be recopied. Yeah. Um, Dan, um, yeah. Dan's asking a great question here. What happens if everything goes off track? How do you suggest yeah, to recover? Yeah, cool. Um, when, you, when you mean everything goes off track, do you mean uh, the accompanist is uh, not playing the rhythm or in the groove that you, you said? Let's, is that uh, yeah. when it's accompanist let's, based? Let's go yeah. off that, and then he'll tell, tell us if that, he meant something else. He said, oh, he said, i.e., I forgot to tell you about the key change. Yeah, okay, cool. Like, forgetting to tell, to tell the piano player about the key change um, isn't a thing that should derail the audition. Um, it's just better to, to let them know than not. Um, but if, if it does derail the audition, um, I, first of all, everyone behind the table, uh, the director, uh, especially the music director, they're going to know. And uh, this goes as far as if the accompanist just can't play, which rarely happens, but can be unfortunate. He just doesn't get the groove. He doesn't follow what you did. Um, um, if it's at the beginning of it, if you have enough time left, um, I've never heard anyone say that it, they felt it was inappropriate to stop and, and start again. Um, if, if you're pressed for time, it's at the very end of it. Um, I would uh, try to leave the accompanist the best they can. A good accompanist will, will hear it and it will auto adjust very quickly. Um, so I don't think it's anything to stress out about. The, we're talking about two to three percent of cases where it would derail an audition. What would uh, you? They could, they could adjust. Oh, what, yeah. what is an appropriate thing to say if we're getting we're in the wrong key? Because you're saying stop it. How do you do it so you're not throwing anyone under the bus? You know, like how right. how do you do it respectfully? Um, I I was uh, I'm sorry. Can we can we start again? Um, and just respectfully say, can we start again? And then um, go up to the, the piano player. And even, uh, I, I think it's very important not to, not to throw anyone under the bus. Yeah. I would always I come over very humbly and say, I'm sorry, I think I, I miscommunicated uh, uh, the rhythm or the, the groove, the feel. And we, we'll talk about how best to communicate that in a minute. Or uh, I forgot to tell you, my bad, there was a key change on page two. Um, do you, uh, just to let you know, I'll highlight that in the future. I'm so very sorry, you know, stuff. And, and you, you're saying that, um, and uh, if it is derailed to the point where you can't stumble through it, which is always, you know, because when something like that happens, a music director behind the table is going to know, they're going to know, oh, the communist didn't hit the key change. Let's find out what happens. And if, if you are dealing with a, with a mistake and you can, uh, get through it without without it being totally derailed and i don't think that's a bad thing to show at all yeah it, it's when when it's just so off that you cannot continue that that i would say that you should you should stop um and then at that point again the music director would know you uh it, it would be phrased in such a way that you're saying oh my bad but again i mean everyone kind of knows what's going on uh, you're, we're being polite at that point but it's, it's your time and and the accompanist is there to to make music with you, you know, and is going to want to do a good job, you know, and if it was a mistake, you know, then you can, you can start again. And I've never heard a casting uh, director say that that was um, something that would, they would write someone off on. Yeah. 
from for stopping again. I, mm -hmm. I have a question for my own, uh, a personal thing that happened to me. I went into an audition and um, gave the tempo and everything, and the pianist from the beginning played started in the wrong key, like significantly, like it was, it was just like off. And so what I did the wrong is, key, uh, and this was a, a suggestion, mm -hmm. huh? It was at, at like and. Um, so what I did is I stopped and I said, I'm so sorry. I said, I think I gave you the wrong tempo um, within there. Mm -hmm. I said, would you mind just playing the uh, first uh, key, you know, the first the first note and he hit the correct uh -huh. note that time. And I was uh -huh. like, oh, yes, I'm good. Uh, oh, no, I, or I think I walked over to him. I was like, sorry, I think I gave you the wrong tempo, you know, and I went over to uh -huh. him. And I was like, could you play the first note? And he played the first note. And I was like, oh. That's perfect. Thank you so much. You know, I didn't even give him the tempo. And I was like, thank you so much. Right, and then right, I right. went out. And then it was in the right key. But looking at that whole thing, I, I uh, what do you think of how I handled that? Like, that's a tough Yeah, one. no, I, that it, it is absolutely tough. And it's always awkward when, when something like that happens. I think, I think that's exactly the right way to handle it. You, you are polite about it um uh and you're kind of taking uh you're taking the pressure off of him uh because you you don't want to you know have him feel awkward and then have the problem exactly yeah, yeah absolutely um, not uh so i i get that um i don't know why that would happen at the beginning um he he played the it was in the wrong it was like a lot higher than what you did remember i just remember like singing and mm -hmm. it was just so it was it wasn't even a complimentary key mm -hmm. that i could like it, yeah. it was it was wrong and it was it was it was a song from the show in which i was auditioning for um it was for yeah. funny girl which i have heard that's a harder one to play but it was for funny um, girl so i <laughs> if i like i, I, I yes. know to normally yeah. not bring yeah. in a hard song but i mean yes Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh um, yeah so but i do get that it, that uh, i've been told that that's a harder thing to play in general uh yeah i mean uh, uh that that could be it but uh after you uh stopped did it was it better you said like the the audition went oh, okay it was great oh it was great okay it went so well after that like so he they, yeah so he, clearly, he could play it then. yeah uh-huh yeah 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 i think yeah, i think went, it went swimmingly I mean, especially because it was right at the beginning of it. I think that uh, that would be an entirely appropriate place to stop. Uh, yeah. And uh, for for what for whatever reason, um, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't communicate this to you. I, I need a little bit more time. Um, yeah, I think I think that is all appropriate. Yeah. Um, and I don't think any of that would be held against you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not from what awesome. I know behind the table, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a yeah. it's a tricky thing. I mean, in every circumstance, we'll probably feel different. But just thought I would throw that out there to like, yeah, yeah, get your insight. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely, yeah. Um, when you uh, when um, speaking of giving groove and and stuff like tempo, um, it's such. Uh, again, if you ask a hundred different piano players, you might get a hundred variations of different answers. Uh, but I I find it best. Uh, we're looking for a groove of it. Um, so, um, and there's also no such thing as a normal tempo if you're doing on my own. Um, there, you know, there are different variations of tempos that could be within on my own. So I uh, never uh, assume the piano player knows the tempo um, and always just offer to give it to him. It goes like this and then you can uh, sing along and, and kind of, I like padding 
snapping does not bother me, but it bothers a whole bunch of people. So I, I would not uh, recommend it. Um, uh, it doesn't bother me because I don't, I don't think anyone's snapping in the, I don't think they mean badly by it, uh, but it, it does, it can irritate people. So I think the best neutral way, just tap your, your chest, um, kind of dance along to the groove a little bit, sing the first line, uh, because we want to know not how fast or how slow you're going to sing, but where you feel the beat. And you tapping where you feel the beat is going to communicate best to us of how, how you feel the beat and how we can feel the beat with you. Um, so just at the very beginning, all we need is like two seconds of it. Uh, you're welcome to give more until the piano player is like, okay, I got it. I got it. Um, uh, if there are any changes, like if you're doing Gimme Gimme from Thoroughly Modern Millie and you're doing the end, there's like three different tempo changes in that, that section, give all three. Um, you have, uh, don't, don't ever feel rushed talking to the piano player. Don't feel like, okay, here's music. I got to go right now. Um, you'll, you have as much time as you want. There's no, there's no pressure. Uh, so communicate everything you need to know, um, which again is the beginning, the end, any, uh, key changes, any tempo changes. And, uh, any, when the, if there is a tempo change, how does that groove feel at that tempo? How does it feel there? Yeah. Um, any, any of that will help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, D yeah. Dan's asking here, in, in your opinion, is the material choice important or should you sing your best song? Yeah, I, I was expecting um, a question similar to this. I think that the two most important things that make up 90% of what you bring into an audition are, um, do you enjoy the, the material that you bring in? Is it theatrically fun for you? And do you feel like you sing it well? And if, if, if the answer to both of those questions is yes, then uh, I would bring that song in um, if you do not have prepared a more quote unquote suitable choice. Um, uh, there's a, a, I mean, you can always find opinions of, on what not to bring in. For example, On My Own, don't bring On My Own in. But if you sing it really well, On My Own is a great song and a lot of people love that song. Um, and the casting agents I've talked to uh, when I hear them uh, speak on the subject, uh, say similar things like, um, bring, you know, if they like a song, a good song is a good song. If you sing it well, do that. Um, I think uh, if, if you want to dive down deep into it, after you have those two qualifications, uh, the, the next thing you need to do is, is know your type, know what role in the show you're going for, and then get really familiar with whoever composed that show, get really familiar with uh, his, other, his or her other bodies of work. If you're going in for Fun Home, no uh, Carolina Change or no Shrek and the other uh, Jeannie Tesori stuff. Um, every composer, all their shows, um, it, it's their calling card. They're, they're, the way they write is, uh, can, can give you um, a bigger picture of exactly what type of music they're looking for. I like to suggest if you're going for a specific character in, in, a, in a specific, uh, say, Jeannie Tesori still show, Look at the other Tensoria shows and think if that character was in one of those shows, what would they sing? And then do that. Yeah. Um, if there's nothing appropriate in that show, then you can go to different styles. Okay, we're looking at contemporary musical theater. Here are a number of contemporary musical theater composers. If that character was in any other show, what song would they sing? And then, and then find a cutting for that one yeah. is what I would do. But if you don't have that, if all you have is uh is the ending of why god why from miss saigon and you got that that high g 
Um, I would, uh, I would say go for that. If, if that's your top range, if you have, I'm alive next normal and you can, you can hit those, that rock dinner, then, um, good tune is a good tune. If you sing it well, and if you have fun doing it and if it shows you engaging in a theatrical way, then I think that kind of trumps everything. And the goal is not to land the part. The goal is to get the call back. So they just want to see if you can sing an act. And if you look fun to yeah. work with. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So if you came in the room and you like suddenly farted, you know, and they thought that was funny, that could increase your chances of getting in. Uh, yeah, definitely. Saying. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It could. Yeah. If it was a show like Shrek. Yeah. Totally would. Actually, oh, that's true. I'm going that for Shrek bad. now. I'm going for the role of Shrek. <laughs> uh, right. What's up, Alyssa? Good to see you on here. Hey, Blaine. Um, oh, yeah, Blaine's uh, yeah, going to be uh, on here tomorrow giving audition stuff with uh, directing, which will be cool. So it's, I'm excited ooh, ooh, to see how it complements everything you're saying. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, exactly. Again, exactly. Um, yeah, and and again, to that point, um, I, I like, I mean, most auditions I've played, it is kept casual. Come in, uh, smile, um, act, act natural. You know, it's not a job interview where you have to, you know, come in and act all like someone you're not it's not that heightened uh you've done trust that you've done the work and again the work is finding the music putting in a one inch binder making sure that the entire page is copied mark start mark end mark key change mark tempo change and uh and uh make sure that you've heard that cut with the piano so that you know exactly what it's going to sound like yeah and after you've done that just trust trust that you got the got it down and come in show who you are Smile at everyone, um, and uh, be yeah, just be natural. I think yeah, it, as cliche as it sounds. Yeah, you know. No, that makes yeah. that makes perfect sense. I love that. Um, when you uh, at the end of the day, as the day goes on, you're closer to the end of the day. Um, what yeah. would be recommendations for people who are being seen at the end of the day, just to somehow be maybe more sensitive to the pianist? I don't know. I'm just kind of making it up, but oh, I'm from, just thinking, putting myself in your shoes. From my point of view? <laughs> well, okay, so at the end of the day, is about eight hours after. Um, uh, so it, it is a long day. Um, uh, it, I, I don't want to say song choice has an effect on us, but uh, there are going to be a few songs that we played about 15 times and songs that we haven't played at all. Um, and anything new would be would be interesting, something that was a little bit more eclectic. But I don't think it, I mean, if you brought in something that wasn't new, I don't that wouldn't ju- I mean, it wouldn't throw your audition. It wouldn't have any impact on on our playing it or the audition at all. Um, and, you know, we're, we're good at, at keeping it fresh. We're always on edge anyway. And we enjoy it. We enjoy seeing what people bring in and, and making music and someone's rendition of uh, Someone's rendition of, uh, I'm trying to think of the song, of On My Own, uh, I'll keep it cliche. Someone's rendition of On My Own is going to be different than someone else's rendition of it. And uh, the feel of it might be completely different. Um, So I I wouldn't think too much about time of day. I don't think that would affect much. Yeah. I mean, if I got a song I hadn't played all day, it uh, it, it, it might excite me. You know, but then again, it was really tricky and I'm mentally fried. Uh, it might uh, not excite me, <laughs> you know, if I didn't know yeah. it at all. Yeah. Right. Well, um, 
you know? You, you mentioned a little bit, but what are songs now in, God, what year are we in? 2019. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. what, what songs now, obviously, on my own's one, um, that are... That well, are yeah, yeah. I was going to old school. Yes. Uh, anything from Mean Girls right now. Mean oh, Girls really? and Bring It On. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying it's bad. It, it, it's not bad. Um, it's just what a lot of people are bringing in. Because there's a lot of shows right now about high school and a lot of 20-somethings that go in for those roles. And uh, so they're going to gravitate toward Bring It On and uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Um, I have not seen much Be More Chill. Um, but uh, Mean Girls especially, uh, um, all, a lot of people have been, have been bringing stuff like that in. Mm. Um, and uh, it's not wrong if, it, if it's your best, um, if, if one perfect moment is uh is what you can sell or stupid in love is something that, that you nail and uh you thematically connect with it i don't think there is anything wrong with that right um, right it just it's just what people are bringing in yeah are using mm -hmm. it a lot what about for men for men uh I'm trying to what think um lost in the wilderness uh, I actually, actually one would think, no, I haven't seen that. Um, I think the most uh, stereotypical song I've, I've seen is, is uh, Corner of the Sky is still brought in. Um, and that is a very polarizing song um, that a lot of people, and, and that's the thing, every casting director or agent may just have one song that they just don't like and nobody is gonna know, nobody will know what that is. And it's just a fact of life. Um, but uh, I, I say this because there was an actor who brought in Corner of the Sky to, to a recent audition. And um, director just hates that number. Um, can't stand it. Can't, can't connect with it. And that's just, that's just a risk uh, that it's you take. always, always, um, yeah. Right. And, and you'll never know. And it, it's no use thinking about, you know, same thing as, oh, I didn't get the role because, you know, I'm an inch taller than they're wanting or an inch shorter. It's just something you can't control. Um, uh, yeah, Corner of the Sky. I haven't seen much uh, Lost in the Wilderness. Do you have an answer in a little bit? Um, 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 uh, uh, um, where's my list? <laughs> Making a list. Checking it twice. Checking it twice. Gonna find out who's good and who's right. bad. Oh, um, JRB. JRB uh, is, is a thing that a lot of guys bring in. Um, uh, Ragtime. Um, parade. Ragtime is not JRB. Parade is... Uh, JRB, uh, both those are what people bring in. Um, a lot of Golden Age, uh, Carousel. Um, yeah, I mean, it really runs gamut. When you when you play eight hours, I think the most, like the song that I'll play the most is only gonna be about 12 times out of, you know, a couple hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan's asking a question. What's up, Ryan? Is there a different expectation from the people behind the table who are at the ECC, who are at an ECC for singers or an EPA. So should I be singing for the ensemble at the ECCs or singing for a role or character at the EPAs? Uh, I don't think there is a different expectation at all. I think at the end of the day, do, do your research into uh, the type of shows that each of these companies are doing. And then, and then um, I, I don't think singing for an ensemble should be, I mean, because you can't really latch on to that in terms of, I see myself, it, it doesn't allow you to make a strong acting choice, which I believe is important uh, for uh, an audition. Um, 
if you do your research, if, even if it's like a, a summer stock company where you're auditioning for eight different shows, pick one of them just so you have something to latch onto. And, and if you can sing, you can sing, uh, and you'll get the callback uh, based on uh, singing and the storytelling of it. But I think it'll help the storytelling if you go for a specific character. Um, I'm kind yeah. of rambling on. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that uh, singing for ensemble it would be a productive frame of mind. Yeah, yeah, that's that's mm. really really helpful. I love that. What? Oh my yeah, my cat just almost like knocked over the computer and everything. You guys, crisis averted. I'm gonna <laughs> not let her get back in this room. <laughs> um, awesome. This is really helpful. I'm so grateful you came on for this. It looks like we don't have any more yeah. questions at this point. Do you have other things you want to add? Otherwise, I'm going to take you through a fun little thing. A fun little thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, I just want to kind of recap because there is a lot of... Oh, um, yeah, let's do a recap. A lot of opinions. And then we'll, like do, and then we'll do some fun stuff. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if, I, if I had to recap into, into five steps, um, step one, when you come into the audition room, would be to smile and greet the, greet the piano player, just say hello, um, is always great. Uh, have the binder, the one inch binder open, step two, have it open and put it in front of the piano player, and, uh, making sure that every page is full, there's nothing cut off. Your start point is there, your end point is there, your key changes are marked, your tempo changes are marked, all that is marked, just those four things. Step three would be to, uh, at the very beginning, give a groove. Sing a little bit, tap uh, where you feel the beat. Uh, and then uh, step four would be to point everything out in the rest of the song. Give the groove before you point out everything in the rest of the song, because that way the piano player is already in the frame of mind of, of what uh, the groove is, how the song goes. So you give the groove, step four, then point out where the tempo changes are, where the ending is. Walk him through the cut if it's uh, a difficult one. Um, and by difficult one, I mean if it's really cut up, if there's a lot of jumps, you know, if it's kind of a cut and paste job, if it's a Franken cut. And then uh, step five, go out and do the audition. And it should go, it should go fine because you've heard it with a piano before and everything was marked up and you went through what the piano player needs to go through. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. I really like the review. You actually just got, when you started going down your list, you got two more new yeah. questions. People are going, oh, great. wait, don't go. I got <laughs> more to ask. So we got strong choices or high notes. Which is more important? Strong choice is my opinion. Mm. Um, I, I think, I, yeah, I think um, we, we are an age now where people uh, think, equate good singing and stardom with how loud and how high you can be. And I think that, um, it all depends on the material. You know, if, if you're a rock tenor and you got those high Bs and beyond and you're going in for uh, next to normal, um, then I think that is entirely appropriate. It, it comes down, it needs to be justified. A composer is not just writing a high note to, to write a high note. Um, so it's got to come from an organic place. And I think the only way to do that is know what character you're going for and kind of bring those justifications, uh, attach that justification onto the character. Um, about the lack of vibrato, vibrato high belt trend, um, it's because it's the influence of, um, of pop and, and, uh, and now that musical theater, uh, musical theater 
you know, 30, 40 years ago used to be a totally different style now. Now it's kind of a potpourri of all different styles. There's no musical theater is not its own style. Currently, yeah, pop music is, is coming in to, uh, is pervading uh, musical theater. There's all these high belts. Um, I, I guess it started, uh, how old am I? Um, about 20 or some years ago, almost. Um, and it, it depends on the show, you know? So we're, you know, we're doing Bad Out of Hell right now. And, that of that's all over the place and bad out of hell. I think uh, I think different styles uh, depend on or uh, different styles require different approaches. So uh, the type of music, uh, um, content dictates form. So the content of the show is going to dictate whether or not you should nail those high notes with vibrato or not. Yeah. Um, I like I like all music, whether or not it's pop or um, Gershwin you know, great American songbook stuff. I think there's a place for everything. Um, right now it is pretty high and, and, and lack of a Broadway, but I don't think there is anything wrong with that. I love that. Thank you. That's really helpful. Yeah. All right. I, yeah, no problem. All right. I'm not seeing any more questions, but that was very helpful. So let's go into our closing stuff. So what I'm going to be doing, this is me doing like a bunch of just random questions, like quick answer questions. Cool. And we just kind of have fun to see what, what, where you stand with things, your opinion. Like it, like an ink blot test. All right, I'm gonna do this one because I love this one. Tupac or Biggie Smalls? Tupac. Ooh, ooh. Um, yeah. Hamilton or Next to Normal? Ooh, tough one, tough one. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Hamilton. Favorite color? Blue. Cobalt blue, cobalt blue. Oh, cobalt blue. Oh, you're. I feel like you're coming out of Joseph right now. We got to get specific. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> right. Um, I, don't, I don't have a coat yet. You, yeah. don't have, you don't have your amazing technical coat. Right, right, right. Not yet. Um, let's see. Do you prefer the toilet paper roll for it to be rolled where you pull it from down, like up like this or the other way? Which way does it need to go? Like it falls over or does it not fall over? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, I didn't know there was anyone who did not want it to fall over. I think falling over is the only viable option. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you prefer to get done in your home? Dusting or vacuuming? Oh, dusting. Dusting, dusting. dusting. Mm -hmm. um, if you had to eat... One of the things, would it be a cockroach or a spider? Ew. <laughs> um, alive or dead? Dead. Dead. Is it like a tarantula or is it like not? It's a spider that's the same size as a big cockroach. Okay, I would do the cockroach. Yeah, I think I would do the cockroach too. I feel like it would just be more shell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, favorite Disney movie? Uh, Lion King, the animated. The original. The original Lion the original King. The original Lion King. Yes. Yep. Love that. That one. Perfect. Uh -huh. All right. Now I'm going to give you, we're done with that part. Whoa, the Great. crowd's going yeah. wild. Dan just yeah. wrote like, these vomiting stuff to the cockroach and the spider. Yeah. <laughs> Who asked that question? What type of question is that? I don't know. I, pull, I pulled out of my ass and that's what was there. So here we go. My, right. my husband who's watching is not surprised at all. He's like, of course, she asked something crazy like that. Yeah. <laughs>
So now I would love for you to get your mic drop opportunity. So I want you, it can be about whatever you want regarding what we're talking about or within musical theater, just a mic drop moment on your mark, get set and go. Um, okay. Well, I mean, back to this, just um, everyone is in it together. We're all trying to do, do a thing. Uh, I, I'm in the room because I like making music with people. And I think that if, if everyone comes in um, trying to help us make music with you, then that, that's all it is. You know, it's not, oh, the communist and the actor are at odds. You know, I think that uh, there's nothing uh, scary about piano players. We're there because we like it. You know, the, the money is not good enough to keep <laughs> it any other way. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Thank you. so much Thank for you. coming on. You guys, please, please reach out to Sean. He's incredible. Um, really recently just go, helped me record a new audition song for me. And I was like, oh, my God, yep. this is genius. Um, you guys, oh, great, great human being. He really wants to see you better. That's it. Take care, everyone. Bye. Cool. Thank you.